When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Lauren Cav started singing and playing guitar at the age of 15, but it wasn't till a trip abroad in her mid-20s that she caught the bug for songwriting and performing. Lauren's new EP, Wildfire, is set to release June 23rd, and she is my guest on this next edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on with us today. You are um, in D.C., Washington, is that right? Yes. I'm in the uh, the D.C. metro area, specifically in Maryland, just a mile outside. We call it the DMV. Um, the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. Uh, okay, good. Well, is that um, uh, is that always been home, or did you grow up somewhere else? It has, yes. I grew up in northern Virginia. I've also lived in D.C. for five or six years, and now I'm in Maryland. So I'm a true DMV girl. Okay, all right. What's it What's it like... Um, because uh, you're 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 on that uh, Americana country kind of uh, spectrum with your music, uh, DC tends to be a little more uh, urban progressive kind of style. What's it like having that kind of flavor in in a metro environment? Well, actually, DC has pretty strong roots in roots music. Um, I mean, Harris got her start here, and they're a temple of music venues that have since closed, like the Bayou and others that attracted a lot of Americana roots musicians yeah. like Neil Young and um, and others. So there is, there is an appreciation uh, of Americana music here, and uh, a lot of venues have opened up sort of with that slant. Um, there's the Sally's, which unfortunately has since closed this year. Uh, it's named after a town fans and song, um, to come to Valley. And they specialize mainly in roots music. And Pearl Street Warehouse, now in D.C., um, also is, it centers more around roots music, too. So I think it's actually a really great place to be um, an Americana roots. Yeah, yeah, and of course, there's all the, uh, the, the kind of that first wave of of uh, progressive bluegrass that came out of um, uh, the D.C. metro area, uh, country gentlemen, and and uh, uh, there's there's more progressive style bluegrass artists, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thirty forty years ago. So yeah, um, yep, right. H- how did you get started in your music career? Well, there um, there's this great music venue called Iota Club and Cafe in Arlington, Virginia, where I started attending the open mics when I was 
in my early 20s. Okay. And started performing there every Wednesday. And, um, yeah, that's what, that's what got me into songwriting and got me into performing. Because before that, I wasn't really writing original music. I had a huge fear of performing. And so this opened my really helped develop me as an artist, helped find my voice, um, and developed a passion for performing that I, that I never knew existed. Did you have a childhood exposure to music? Yes, I did. My mom is a singer and an instrumentalist. My And my brothers are also musicians. Um, so there was always music in the house. My dad had a very eclectic CD collection uh, that he... There was always music playing in the house and a variety of music. So my brothers and I all really absorbed that. I, I probably was the one who developed singing, uh, a passion for singing before my brothers. I mm-hmm. been singing for as long as I can remember. And then I started playing guitar when I was 15. When were you uh, drawn to the songwriting aspect of it? Not until my early 20s. For some reason, songwriting came really late for me. Hmm. Um, And, yeah, it just happened one day where I just was suddenly flooded with inspiration and I wrote, Two songs, I think that I still play to this day, and are actually my favorite songs really? I've ever written. Yeah, cool. And the music just came out of nowhere, and it was the bluesy, rootsy style that really I hadn't I hadn't been singing like that before, with more of a strong vocal style, uh-huh. and um, and yeah, and, and definitely more of a bluesy vocal style. And, yeah, this, it seemingly came out of nowhere, though. Of course, that style is in the music that I was listening to or had been listening to, but it was kind of a surprise to me how um, literally my voice came out and, and the style I started writing in as well. Were you... Um performing uh, open mic night kind of things prior to, to you uh, beginning to write your own music? A little bit, yes. Um, it actually started when I was teaching English in South Korea. And, oh, cool. I brought my, and I brought my guitar out there, not really knowing what I'd do with it other than just what I always had, which is just to play it. For comfort and entertain yourself for, <laughs> and entertain myself, right? Not knowing how my life is really going to be, trying to have some comforting objects with me. Um, but I did end up getting involved with sort of a music community. You know, performed in a local expat music festival that was close to the military base in Seoul, uh, and also performed at an open mic at an excess bar around the same area. Uh-huh. So that to me, I, I, looking back, I think it was 
because I was in a foreign country. I didn't know these people. I probably would never see them again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it allowed me to kind of get get out of my shell and, uh, and, and perform in front of people really for the first time. Okay. And then you ended up out west for a, a season too, right? I did, yes. Right. After I came back from Korea, I worked at a dude ranch in okay. Wyoming. Uh, and yeah, and, and they're actually yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I, I'm I'm assuming you were gonna. I was gonna ask you if if the music continued there. Yes, it, it did. Um, again, I brought my guitar out there, not knowing exactly how music would would be a part of my life uh-huh. out on a dude ranch. Um, but there were other musicians who worked there and. Uh, you know, we bring our guitars out to bonfires, but also there was the, the manager of the ranch, musician, and a singer, and he would entertain the guests every Friday night after dinner. Okay. Um, in this cabin, and so uh, we had kind of this talent show of sorts amongst the workers, and after that, the manager started to invite me to this cabin to entertain the guests, and so I was perform there as well so yeah in a, a different setting than what i had done in korea but yeah. also kind of develop make, developing me further as a performer and then also hearing the guests be like what are you doing here you should be in nashville okay I'm like, really uh <laughs> yeah it started to build my confidence for sure now were you doing any of your originals at that point or had you not started the songwriting side of your life yeah, I had. I still had not written an original song at okay. that point. Wow. So, how long were you in Wyoming? It was a seasonal job, so really only five months. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then from there, back to back to the DC area. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and then I got a real adult job working <laughs> for the government, uh, a job that I still have. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, at what point then? W- once you're back home and working the adult job, did did you did the uh, writing and performance move to the next level for you? Well, so it was through the open mic that I already talked about at IOTA, where I met some other musicians who helped me start a band, and. Okay. The- and which was under my name, you know, just Lauren Calvin or something like that. We performed my original music, and that was when I first started, yeah, getting the idea of producing my music with a full band and um, starting to think of my music in a full band setting. And from from there, I started performing more with other bands in the area, getting to know other singer-songwriters. And that's when I really started to feel part of the music community. And the uh, record is, is this your first, the EP? It's actually my third EP. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the one that is... Uh, a, I guess not quite out yet. Um, wildfire is that correct? That's the new yeah, one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So tell me about so tell me about um, getting to write the first one. When, when did it become uh, evident to you that you had material that you felt was worthy enough to to go into the studio and record? Yeah, so I recorded my first EP in 2014, and at that point, I probably had about a dozen shows, school band shows under my belt, okay. so still pretty new, still getting my feet wet, but the band that was supporting me, I would say that they were veteran performers and had been in the studio before, had performed with other singer-songwriters or in other bands. So it was through them that I, you know, in their encouragement, that I finally went into the studio. <laughs> I had the confidence to go into the studio to record the song. Otherwise, I just, I don't think I would have yeah. thought that. <laughs> I would have, I would have never, I don't think I would have gotten to that book I thought myself. Yeah. Being in the studio, it's, it's such a strange and different animal yeah. than performing and then it is to, you know, writing the song. Sure, yeah. Collaborating with your band and doing rehearsals and practices. So, yeah, that, that was, and it was so soon after I had gotten off the open mic stage and started writing and then was in a band and then immediately went into the recording studio. I, I, I feel fortunate that I, I, I feel like I grew in a really short amount of time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I would think that, um, uh, especially the, the, the process that you grew up through, not really writing until, uh, you were a little bit older and then kind of all of a sudden the dominoes start falling really fast. It probably is a fairly surreal experience. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I still feel like I'm processing it because I, I, I feel very fortunate and yet I, I look back and I just think, my God, I couldn't even get on a stage. Yeah. You know, seven <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm fortunate to have a lot of people in my life who have been very encouraging and so, who have given me a lot of confidence because I don't think innately I have had very much of that. Yeah. Is it, does it feel like it's getting easier? This is your third record now. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, ha- it has been. I, I consider myself a quick learn. I, I, I like having the experiences and learning new things. Um, I, you know, consider myself a very curious person. I like, yeah, I, I, I love learning. And so I've, I've really taken to, you know, just kind of gone into all of these experiences with an open mind mm-hmm. and the sort of physically make it attitude. Um, and now I really love being, if not the sole producer, co-producer on my on my record, and I, I really love being in the studio and, and and doing that whole process and and um, and writing my songs and I'm, and arranging them and working with the band to um, arrange them as well. So yeah, I've I've, I've definitely grown through all this and. Um, I think yeah, I've, I've, been, I've really embraced it as as it you know sort of come along. Uh-huh. What? Um, do, do, how far ahead do you look 
with this. Uh, your third record, uh, this one's Wildfire. Um, st- still working, uh, you know, uh, ha- having a day job of sorts. Do you are you projecting far out enough that you you want to do this full time? Do you do you know yet where this goes? Um, I don't know exactly though. Now I I do have a a team around me, more people working with me to help me achieve. I guess which is my final goal, which is to yes, to be a career musician, a career songwriter, yeah. and performer. Um, yeah, I, I, I just would love to be able to step away from my government job and just to be able to make a full-time living out of music, for sure. When you get out and get a chance to, to play your original material, what does that look like for you? Are you are you able to get out of the D.C. Maryland metro area? Is there potential tour in the works? Do you get to play festivals? What does all of that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have played some local festivals, and and I've toured regionally a few times, um, probably as far north as North City, as far south as Atlanta, uh, as far west as um, Knoxville. Okay. So, you yeah. know, still kind of in the East Coast mid-Atlantic area. Yeah, getting close to Nashville. But, yeah, getting right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I love touring. I want to do more of it. I want to focus on that once we're able to get back on the road. And, yeah. And once the news are, are able to open again, um, I definitely want that to be a focus and want to expand my, I guess, touring footprint. So the new record is Wildfire. I think I read it's supposed to be out towards the end of June. Is that right? Yes, yeah. June 23rd. So where can people listen to your music, pick up a copy of your other records, um, maybe pre-order this one? Mm. Unfortunately, Wildfire is not available to pre-order, but uh, the first single off of Wildfire, which is Better Angels is out now, okay, and sure. it's available to stream on Spotify and Apple, Amazon. You downloaded some iTunes at Amazon as well, um, and I suppose the other record uh, the, the, between the creep and the tracks and right there to my, my other two are also available on those platforms as well. And your website is what? Where can they? get you directly mm. my website is laurencalf.com and spell that out for us so we can make sure we get it right in the search window okay sure it's l-a-u-r-e-n dot com good well thanks Lauren this has been really neat and I appreciate you um, sharing your story with us and we certainly uh, wish you well with the new record and and we wish all the artists uh the opportunity to get back out on the road soon and so we can begin to enjoy some of this great music live again yes i also hope for that and thank you so much for having me this was really fun getting to talk to you yeah good 
Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.